Good afternoon and Happy New Year. Welcome to the January 22nd, 2015 meeting of the City and School Joint Select Committee. Um, I'm your chair, Supervisor Jane Kim. I am joined by Supervisors John Avalos and Mark Farrell, and I just want to note that actually this is their last um, meeting with our committee this year. It's really been great um, to have two parents um, sit on the City Select Committee, um, two parents that are very interested um, in public school issues, but also um, issues surrounding youth and their families, whether it's our expanded um, green shared schoolyard program, um, to making sure that we are um, servicing our youth that are undocumented within our school district. Um, they have been reassigned to other committees, and we will be joined by um, Supervisor David Campos and Norman Yee, who also have their own expertise in board, um, school board matters. And I also want to recognize our Board of Education Commissioners, Sandra Lee Fewer, Hydra Mendoza, and Jill Wins, who will be staying on with us for the rest of this year, along with myself. I want to recognize our clerks, Derek Evans and Esther Casco um, from the school district, and also recognize SFGovTV for filming our meeting today and making it available for the public online and want to recognize um, Jen Lowe and Jim Smith. Madam Clerk, are there any other announcements? None. Seeing none, can we please call the first item? Thank you. Uh, it's file number 150040. It's a hearing on an update on the Willie L. Brown Jr. Middle School Development as sponsored by you, Supervisor. Thank you. Um, this is actually an item that we heard last year when the school was under construction. Um, and we do have an update from SFUSD on the opening, which is set for the fall of 2015, including an enrollment and facilities update. Um, we have the principal, Demetrius Hobson, as well as the director of special projects, um, Joya Bach, here to present. Um, but before they um, set up, or while they're setting up the presentation, I want to give the floor to Commissioner Sandra Fewer to give an introduction and some background on this hearing request. Um, she really pushed this project um, when I was on uh, the Board of Education um, to make building a comprehensive middle school in the Bayview neighborhood a reality, um, one that we don't have today. And this is the first time in a very, very long time the school district is actually constructing a new school. Um, and so it's really exciting to see what the modern of technology and science um, infused within the actual physical structure means for the learning of our children. Uh, so, Commissioner Fewer. Um, thank you, Supervisor Kim. Yes, so we're very excited about Willie Brown um, that is scheduled to open in August 2015. So to give everybody a little background on it, we have not opened up a brand new school, I think. Um, I think the last school we opened was Diane Feinstein in the Sunset, which is a very long time ago. Willie Brown is at the site of our old Willie Brown School. It is in the Bayview. It, the old site had been originally a police academy. It was condemned, and then we had children in it um, as part of our 21st century school and then also our dream, it was one of our dream schools. And so instead of putting ADA money into remodeling that school, we decided that that community could also use a brand new school since we have a lot of school-aged children in that area. So there has not been a middle school now in the Bayview District for a couple of years. So um, this is very exciting to us, I think, that we're opening in a brand new school that it is going to encompass some of our best practices. We are over-resourcing the school, meaning that we're giving it more resources than we would normally a school of this size. But the San Francisco Unified School District also 
um, would like to target really children who live in that area, which is 94124. And so... um, I think a wonderful thing about Willie Brown is that we already have some partners that have gone on, come on board to really support the learning that's happening there, and that we are looking at this school to be a showcase of our middle schools and encompassing many of our best practices, as I said, but also a very diverse learning environment in the Bayview, and we hope to capture most of the school-age children that are middle school age at Willie Brown. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Fuhr. Um, so, want to bring up either Mr. Hobson or Ms. Bach? Okay, good afternoon. Um, good afternoon, supervisors and commissioners. Thank you so much for having us here today. Um, my name is Joya Balk. I'm the director of special projects uh, for San Francisco Unified School District, focusing on supporting the reopening of Willie Brown Middle School. Um, and I'm extremely excited to introduce you to Demetrius Hobson, the founding principal of Willie Brown Middle School. Today we're going to talk to you about um, his vision, our theory of action, um, our innovative approach to the family outreach, the staffing approach that we're currently in the midst of, our next steps timeline, and open it up for questions. So without further ado, Principal Hobson. All right, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, I know it's not a big room, but I just want to greet you formally, uh, Board of Supervisors and Commissioners. Thank you for this opportunity to share the Willie Brown Middle School opportunity for the students of San Francisco Unified School District. I'm also thankful for the opportunity to come work here under the leadership of Superintendent Cadanza and Deputy Superintendent Guadalupe Guerrero. Um, I am from Chicago. I attended Chicago Public Schools, and I enrolled in Morehouse College, studied history, returned to Chicago as a teacher. I taught for seven years before going to Harvard's Graduate School of Education. Uh, as a teacher, I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade science, social science, math, and English language arts. As a principal, when I returned to Chicago after Harvard, I became a principal in the North Lawndale community. Uh, that's the west side of Chicago. And I led a school that had a health care clinic. Uh, after that placement, uh, I was asked by the CEO of CPS to run a school in West Inglewood that was a K-8 STEM school. And so it was in that environment where we began to implement Common Core State Standards and the Next Generation Science Standards as a learning community to help our students prepare for the new assessments that are coming out nationwide. Um, I'm an urban educator. That means that I have a special commitment to myself, to our families, and to the communities that we serve, especially the children we work with. I attended Chicago Public Schools K-12, and I was blessed to have multiple engaged and qualified and committed teachers during my matriculation. I believe that a quality education should not be a crapshoot. There's no gamble in developing schools staffing them with committed quality teachers and building family investment in the education of our children. We know what works and we have to be willing to do what works. And I think that's what is happening here with the Willie Brown Middle School as President Fuhrer suggested earlier. I bring with me three core values, peaceful, positive, and productive. I believe that schools should be non-threatening, safe environments for students 
and that we must have positive relationships with our students for them to thrive. Our schools must be safe in civil learning communities, psychologically and socially safe. They must be positive, full of optimism. We have a partnership with Stanford University, uh, Jeff Korn and his work in educational psychology. We have to remain mindful of our thought processes as we engage this work, and we have to have a growth mindset for ourselves before we can incorporate it in our practice. Negative thoughts are abound around this particular project because we're doing something new. So our school is the place where our students will be affirmed, our families will be affirmed, our teachers will be affirmed, and all people involved, all stakeholders will be affirmed. A productive value, which means that the growth mindset in a non-threatening environment prepares our school to be high performing, academically and behaviorally. The entire organization will be able to perform in high levels over time in order to produce the results of our vision. Students will learn to work hard so that they can do the hard work. I want our children to be productive students now so that they become the productive citizens our families need in the future. Personally, I believe that education is liberation. Fundamentally, quality teaching and quality learning is education. But the freedom of choice, the freedom to choose your high school, choose your college, choose your career, that's liberation. And so I became interested in SFUSD primarily because of Superintendent Carranza's narrative around redemption, equality, equity, and justice. His compelling vision of 2025, by which our first class of seniors will be, our first class of students will be seniors in 2025. It is very evident during the Administrators Institute over the summer that the goal is to create a type of school system that will support all children. Very few districts have a top-level administrator focused on social justice. That appealed to me, and that's why I applied for the Willie Brown Middle School. Something different is happening here. The board and the district wants different results, better outcomes, improved academic performance. There's no shame in leveling the playing field, nor in setting preferences to balance the educational opportunities of the unpreferred. I applaud the Board of Education of SFUSD for having the bold and courageous values to be leaders and protect the futures of the children that we will serve at Willie Brown Middle School. Our next phase of work is in recruiting staff. I am looking for teachers who are disciplined, creative, and ethical. I've found that teachers who possess these qualities find ways to help students access the content and become leaders of their own learning. I want teachers who can build trusting relationships with, a, with their colleagues and with our students. We have to have teachers who are facilitative and will guide our students through the learning process. Finally, our students will grow in our instructional program. We will guide our students to develop skills that we use every day as professionals. I expect to hear students questioning the teacher, discussing their work with each other, and giving presentations of their projects. Our families will be partners and engaged in the designing and supporting of our students' learning in the school and our social academic program. I will have an open door policy for parents to share their concerns 
comments and resources with me directly. So over the last three months, I visited 20 elementary schools, met with fellow educators and district leaders, attended 40 community meetings and events, and participated in dozens of district leadership, district professional development sessions and conferences. We've engaged over 500 families before I crafted the mission of Willie Brown Middle School. I bring to the table a wealth of experiences and knowledge. However, we are moving forward with building our staff and our teachers who have the expertise and knowledge needed for us to serve the children of San Francisco in the Bayview at Willie Brown Middle School. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hobson. So, Ms. Fox, so, are you wa uh, walking us through the PowerPoint presentation? Yes. It's somewhat lengthy, so okay. if we can go be mindly of the time. Gotcha. So welcome to Willie Brown Middle School. As you can see by our rendering, it's gorgeous in a state-of-the-art learning facility. However, it is still under construction. Um, and just like our building's under construction, our academic program is also under construction. Um, Do you need help getting it on the screen? Because we're not seeing it. Oh, you're not. There we Sorry. go. Sorry. No, no, no. That's great. Now it's there. It's good? Okay, great. Awesome. So, um, as you can see from this slide, our building is under construction, um, and so is our academic development. Um, this fall, we really identified um, our founding school leader, which was a huge milestone for us, but we also started conversations around the academic pro program, the special elective program, and the healthcare center partnership with the Department of Public Health. Moving into the spring, it's all about staffing, hiring, onboarding our staff, and onboarding our families. So part of our theory is that we need to make sure that we're prepared for the children who are walking into Willie Brown Middle School. Children are applying from across the city with diverse backgrounds, not just ethnically, but also academically. So we're designing an academic program that will push all of our students, no matter what level they are. We are also building psychosocial emotional supports inside our, our schedule. And ultimately, we want our children to walk out with the healthy habits of mind and lifestyle so that they can be successful in high school, college, and career. Guiding us in that is the graduate profile uh, from the Vision 2025 document that I mentioned earlier, as well as the 10 shifts that our school district is making over time. This is the mission statement, and I want to read it aloud for the record. Willie Brown Junior Middle School's mission is to provide an education that uses the engineering practices as a guide for students to develop the foundational skills and beliefs needed to successfully major in science, STEM, engineering, and math degrees. We want our students to secure STEM profession, professional careers. Students who use technology as a tool to explore their identities, expand their possibilities, and be of service to others. Ultimately, our students will become advocates of social justice, learning to protect and expand the rights of humanity in the 21st century. Three principles that guide us in this work are engage, explore, excel. Under engagement, we want instruction to be captivating so that our students learn and are focused during the learning process. To do that, we are using digital tools and digital content to increase student engagement. We have a distributed leadership theory 
Under their theory, I am not the sole owner of the power in the school. It is distributed amongst my, my administrative staff and my teacher leaders, and as well as my teachers, and ultimately with our students and our families. So decisions are made collectively for our school at multiple levels where stakeholders are invested. We've built into the schedule collaboration for teacher teams, emphasizing strong relationships between teachers, between students and students, between teachers and families, our school and families. We will have smaller class sizes, wraparound supports and services, and exciting extended learning opportunities, meaning after school programming and summer programming. For Explore, we are strongly implementing the Common Core State Standards through the core curriculum of San Francisco Unified School District but we are taking a multidisciplinary approach. That means that our students will be involved in project-based learning where they will apply skills from different subjects in their project. When they complete that, we want our students to present what they've learned to their peers and to their families. We are offering four labs. The first lab is an establishment of a STEM pathway where students will learn computer coding, engineering, graphics design, as well as robotics. The second lab is a visual performing arts lab or a language lab where students will be able to take a first, an entry course in Spanish or Mandarin. Our college prep lab is designed in an avid format to help students develop those study habits and skills that we mentioned earlier when we talked about habits of mind for our students to develop the skills they need to be successful in high school aligned to the requirements of SAT, ACT, and A, A through G requirements from the state of California. And our fourth lab would be health and physical education. Finally, under Excel, we believe that personalized learning plans are important for students and teachers to track their growth as well as families. So we are searching for a digital platform to support us in that. Every classroom core content course, we will offer intervention and acceleration to support our students who are underperforming as well as our students who are at grade level and to push them further. Our digital portfolio of learning is a profile of students' journey across the year, what they've learned, what they've participated in. It's an account that they will have access to what they've mastered across each year that they matriculate through our school. Because of our partnerships, our students will have access to experts in all fields. And ultimately, our students will be college and career ready. That's why we are backwards mapping from the A through G requirements, um, advanced placement courses, and those courses offered uh, in high school so that our students are prepared to enter algebra proficient when they uh, start high school as freshmen. Here's a sample of our school day from the student perspective. Our schedule as of now is an alternating schedule, so you will see day A and day B. The school will open around 7.30 a.m., and it's available for breakfast clubs. That means that students who arrive to school early, which in every school that I've worked at, we set the time that we want students to arrive, but there are always 5 to 10% of the students who show up early because their parents bring them. Um, at 8.15, our instructional day will begin. We start off with a lab, and so the labs include those languages that we, we spoke of earlier, the STEM lab where the students will learn computer coding and engineering, um, the VAPA labs with the visual and performing arts. The second period of the day uh, on that alternating schedule, we provide our health lab and physical education lab, also the college prep lab. That's a unique feature in our schedule. It's an advisory 
So in that session, in that class period, students will receive the AVID type support as well as social emotional learning. At 1045 is our first period of core content instruction. You will see that that is a 75 minute course. And in that, the letter I and the letter A stand for intervention acceleration. So within 75 minutes, we want teachers to teach the general curriculum and then provide the differentiated support for our students. That will happen again at 1 o'clock and at 2.30 in ELA science, math, and social science. Finally, school day will end at 3.55, and at 4 p.m., our after-school supper clubs will begin. That's where our some, excuse me, after-school programs will be housed for students to continue their accelerated learning, their intervention learning, their academic clubs, and their sports clubs. Mr. Hobson, before you move on, yes. so this is, this is a, an unusual schedule in any middle school in terms of the length of the periods and also the length of the school day. Is that correct? So yes. How did we come, to, how did, I, I, I know the school board members have probably heard this, but I guess what was the thought process behind it? How, we, how did we determine that this was the appropriate length of time for learning? Um, you know, what did we kind of learn from the current way our periods are set up? It looks like there's... I mean, it's not a seventh period, but it, you, you have an extended school day in, in this process. So I guess I'm curious about the process of getting to this point, and then also how the funding occurred for you to be able to have a small classroom ratio and advisor-to-student ratio. Okay, I'll answer the first part, and then hand it over to Joya for the funding part. Uh, one, I was given a blank slate, and so we looked at what's happening nationwide. There, there are projects, national projects, and research-based um, reports about extended learning space within the school day, not just time across the day and year. Within the school day, students who attend 50-minute classes to 55-minute classes, and they have about seven different periods, it becomes quite a bit for students to manage that. And so the students who are underperforming do not benefit as much from the constant rotation between teachers and content. Uh, that's one, one thought that uh, we relied on. Second, uh, we wanted deeper learning. And so we want teachers to have the time and space to facilitate that. The changes that are being made uh, in the shifts in our education system nationwide are centered around the high level of demand and rigor through the Common Core State Standards. And a 50-minute course just doesn't provide enough time for that deeper learning. With our integration, we're using other content practices within a particular course or discipline. So, for example, in a math class, that teacher will integrate a science practice or an engineering practice or an ELA practice. So students will need time to write about the math problem that they are solving. Less problems, deeper learning. So, so that's another factor. Um, third, there's a shift. When we go back to, if I go back to the Vision 2025 document that was co-created with all of the stakeholders in the city and the superintendent, under the superintendent's leadership, uh, the third item on that document of 10 shifts is redesign space and time. So we redesigned the, the, the time and the space in our schedule to match the vision of 2025. Commissioner Fewer, uh, although you oh. can ask, answer the second um, part of my question after Commissioner Fewer. Yeah, thank you, Supervisor Kim. So I just wanted to um, add a little bit something on to what Principal Hobson has said, and I think that at our district, we are no longer looking at middle school as an extension of elementary school. We are seeing it as a launching pad 
for high school. And most of our high schools now have a modified block schedule in some way. And so this is um, aligning it many with what a lot of our high schools already have. And so, so seeing it as a step to high school, we thought a block schedule also would be beneficial because of that. And another thing I think is different is the way we're teaching. So we're no longer hoping that teachers are not teaching sitting down, students are sitting in front of them, they're teaching at a podium. What we've learned through all of our research is that we need our students to be working in groups. We need our students to be having discussions. We need students to be able to use technology and the teachers be facilitators of information rather than teachers being all the holders of information. That takes a lot more time, much more collaborative work with other students. We, um, after doing our Vision 2025, and we spoke to a lot of people, and sort of the tech world, just the working world now, and they're saying that this is how they're working now. They're not working in isolation. Everyone is working with groups. And also, with the Common Core coming down with our Smarter Balance assessments, students are being asked to do much more deeper, in-depth, critical thinking. And this also takes larger blocks of time in order to do that. And it's so it's really what I said about Willie Brown, capturing all the new research, things that our students are going to need, skills that they're going to have to acquire to be successful in the 21st century. This schedule, I believe, um, complements what our students need, need to learn for the 21st century. And using these skills, I think, are new skills that actually we should be teaching all of our middle schoolers. But in, at Willie Brown, since it's just coming out the gate, we want to institute this very early. And so, um, in a way, I think this is, Willie Brown is an example of what all our middle schools should be like. You know, we did, we have done a lot of work in the elementary and some in our high schools and our middle school area was really weak. I think you remember that when you were on the board. This is encompassing all the sort of the best things you should be doing about middle school. And um, so hence with this block schedule. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And I, were there labor issues in kind of having teachers teach in a different module as well? Or was that something that didn't need to get worked out for this? So we're following the general contract, and this day okay. is actually only 30 minutes longer than a traditional day. And so all of our teachers will have their per diem stipend for that time. And um, the hiring process, are we, what does that look like? How are we recruiting teachers? <laughs> okay, it's coming up. And how Great. did the funding work for, um, for the smaller ratio? I mean, you know, we would like this for all schools. Yeah. And I'm glad that Willie Brown's going to get that because we want Willie Brown to be successful. And I'm curious how the funding happened to ensure that we over-resource or really just adequately resource the school to be successful. Yeah, I just want to point out, our classroom sizes are the same um, student-to-teacher ratio as any other school. What's smaller is our advisory. Advisors, yeah, yeah and, and that's a commitment that's happening um, for 75 minutes uh, every other day. And so that advisor will stay with that group of 15 students through three years, get to know that student and that family really well, help man manage the personalized learning plan as well as the the college curriculum, um, but that's because we're asking, you know, all of our staff to participate in this relationship building instead of just having core teachers mm -hmm. um, become the advisors. And, and how are you funding this? So the, I mean, the general model is funded the same way as every other middle school in terms of the staff. However, the longer school day was an added commitment that the school board um, put to this school for the additional um, 30 minutes every day, as well as the additional 30 or three weeks in June. And the, and the advisors are also from the gen, from the school district budget. Mm -hmm. The additional advisors, 
Um, they're not yes. additional. They're just part of the school staff. So it's just rethinking the way that we're staffing um, and using our staff. Um, so we could have a 15 day. to 1 advisor to student ratio in all of our middle schools currently? I can't speak to all the middle schools. Um, you know, uh, Commissioner Kim, I think we made a commitment in this district to over-resource this school, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. So, for example, a school of this size, we'd never put in an assistant principal, but we felt that we have so many immigrant Chinese stu students coming or their parents are monolingual Chinese-speaking that we needed to put in an assistant principal that was Chinese-speaking, for example. We would never have sort of such a, a beefed-up health center, but we are. And so we've made a commitment. This has been, I have been personally, I, I think in the beginning I was a little frustrated because it was slow to get on board, but now I understand it was, it's been very well thought out. Deputy Superintendent um, Guadalupe Guerrero said to me specifically, you know, Sandra, I have seen many schools roll out without a lot of thought going into it, and they have not been successful. So I believe that this, the over-resourcing of it, the, well, the, the deep thinking and thoughtfulness that has gone into every aspect of this, the commitment to the resourcing and also the extended day, the summer programming, I think is going to ensure that this goal is successful for these students in this community. So, uh, um, it, I just, do you, oh. Do yeah, you if, you, if you look at the slide now, uh, mm -hmm. you have a breakdown of who's in the building in terms of staff. So you have uh, eight classroom teachers two engineering teachers, one STEM coordinator, and then the lab teachers are the additional support staff, gym, foreign language. All of those teachers would be assigned a portion of the student population to mentor and advise across that college prep period throughout the year. And, and I'm sorry, with the recruiting, how is the recruiting happening? And are there, do you have to take within the district first? Do certain teachers get seniority? How does that work for a new school? Currently, uh, if you look at our recruitment hiring process, we, every person in the district, every teacher certified and credentialed can apply to Willie Brown Middle School. Okay. Clearly, we want the best candidates, and so we're designing an interview process that is in line with what has already been done in HR. So HR has its initial process. Once candidates apply through that portal, then we screen the applicants and prepare for an interview. Uh, Clearly, uh, you can see that they post a job description, and then there's a virtual tour of the school. We do a rubric screen. There's also a survey through our partnerships from Stanford to see what teachers are and their social emotional uh, uh, professional, professionalism. Then we perform a phone interview. We bring in our teachers for a model lesson, an in-person interview, and finally we do a reference check. So once teachers go through that process, we'll know who's a good fit for Willie Brown Middle School to service our children in line with the mission and vision of our school. So we skipped a little bit forward in the presentation. Um, what I would like to do, I don't know where we are on time, but I would like to go back to the health care center and talk about that a little bit. So healthy habits of mind and lifestyle is a key pillar for the school. We're extremely excited to rethink what our wellness um, supports look like at the middle school level. Um, we're committed to make sure that our Willie Brown students are safe, healthy, and thus ready to learn. Um, we're building health literate uh, students who are health literate and strong consumers of health. 
This isn't just a standalone health center. This is something that's going to actually be embedded within the curriculum as well, thinking about STEM careers, um, biotechnology in the medical fields. It's something that kids have access to before they actually need to visit, and then also are able to engage with them outside of the healthcare clinic. This is a breakdown um, of what we're staffing as the school district. It's our traditional support system of a social worker, a school nurse, and our community health outreach coordinator. And the Department of Public Health is supporting our physical, um, oral, and behavioral health um, practitioners at the site. This visual just shows the model of um, kind of our proposed model of what this would look like at the bottom um, in gray. These are the supports that all students are going to have access to. Um, in the middle, there are additional supports for a smaller subset. And then up at the top, um, there is even more intense interventions and supports for students that actually want to access them on site. This is a space for not just students, but also families. It's a learning center for parents and families as well about health, good nutrition, um, ways that we can be preventative in our health care for all of our children. And this is really exciting um, opportunity for us to really welcome the community into our school. This is just a quick rundown of what we've done so far. You have here we've participated in 20 school site presentations. Uh, nine levels of enrollment incentives for our families to engage with us. We've held seven citywide enrollment events, mostly at Thurgood Marshall High School, and the principal there has been phenomenal in giving us space there to facilitate these information and enrollment sessions. Three social media threads, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. One community outreach blast, and we are committed to, at the, over the summer, once we know who our students are, visiting each home so that the transition between home and school is a solid connection. Uh, our supervisors, excuse me, our commissioners from the Board of Education entered the world of Willie Brown and stumped the grounds. I call them DP, uh, uh, DKT, door knock team. And uh, we walked through the community. And so here you have special thanks to Commissioner Fuhr, Commissioner Haney, Commissioner Mendoza McDonald, Commissioner Marassi, Commissioner Walton and Commissioner Wins, who knocked on doors in the community and walked through the community and encouraged families to consider Willie Brown Middle School. Here's a quick enrollment update. Uh, we have 218 students as of today who have applied to Willie Brown Middle School. 135 of those students chose Willie Brown first place. And that is informal data, so we're still processing applications. Here you can clearly see from the communities where, sorry, yes. I'm sorry, Commissioner Mendoza. Do we know? Oh, there we go. Um, do we know what the ethnic breakdown, uh, breakdown is of those who have applied? Yes. So quickly, these are the current schools with the highest percentage of students who have applied to Willie Brown Middle School. And these are the zip codes that most of our students have applied yeah. from. And uh, back to Sandra Fewer's concern, 94124 is at 42%, and 94134 is at 19%. And I think the next largest one would be 94112. I believe that's the Excelsior community. Um, uh, gender was a concern of families as I engaged them. A lot of mothers thought that daughters wouldn't want to attend Willie Brown because it was a STEM school. And here we have almost a one-to-one -one ratio of male to female students. 
And here's our ethnic breakdown. African-Americans are 29% of the student population with this current application process data. Spanish, uh, at least Spanish surnames are at 29%. Uh, Chinese are at 12%. And other white are at 11%. So that's the student breakdown of our school ethnically. Got a little bit. Get a sliver. We covered a little bit of the staffing. Um, I know that the president wanted to move forward. So, um, again, the hiring process, uh, these are some interview day activities. We can go into detail on that if you have questions. Ultimately, we need your help in getting the word out. On February 9th, we are hosting a hiring recruitment event at the office of the Board of Education 555 Franklin, so in the board's room. Uh, that event will begin at 5.30, 5 o'clock. And uh, teachers, uh, networks have received this flyer. At the bottom, they can click the URL and fill out uh, RSVP to come and join us at Willie Brown Middle School. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hobson. Uh, we have two members on the roster, Commissioner Fewer and then Commissioner Wins. Um, thank you, Supervisor Kim. So I just want to commend staff because these numbers look fabulous, I think that this is really hard work. And um, for the commissioners, I mean, for the supervisors that don't know how hard this was, I just want to explain that most parents, they look at middle schools and our schools they choose by test scores. So they're looking at test scores, they're looking at how well is the school done. This is a brand new school. So there's no test scores to go by, right? We had a couple of incentives that I think really helped us. And uh, you might have read about it in the paper. One of them was, if this, if your child goes to Willie Brown for three years, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, at ninth grade, they get the choice of any public high school in San Francisco. We so believe in their program that we think they are able to compete at any high school, and so we are giving them a preference to any high school that they so choose. We know that we had to do this in, in order for parents to take a leap of faith that Willie Brown they had nothing to judge about the academic performance of this, and so we know we had to do it. I just think it's fabulous that 9.124, and we are still counting, I understand, um, that we've enrolled this number. It was our goal to build this school, to serve the children in this area since they've been out of a middle school for many years, so I think this is fabulous. And 9.4134, too. And the diversity, what we have said, that if children who go in this area went to their schools in this neighborhood, that we would have diverse schools. And we see here that we do. So um, I don't think it was mentioned that we have a cap of 200 students. Is that correct? So this first class of Willie Brown will be the founding class. I think what excited a lot of students to enroll um, to put Willie Brown as their first choice is that these students would be the first students to choose their school colors. They would be the students to choose their mascot. They would be the first student body officers in this for this school. And also, they will be always the oldest students in the school, right? And so I think that attracted them to this new school. I also wanted to emphasize that 
the way this school has been designed really complements what we're doing with the curriculum too. And as we build out a larger enrollment, we will be offering more things. We looked for an orchestra, we're looking for um, much more elective choices, and as we grow this middle school to this maximum capacity of 600 students, that we'll be able to offer more things. But this, for our first class, um, is fabulous. And I just wanna say, especially, that it captures so many children that actually live in this neighborhood. Thanks, really great job. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Wins. See all this, but I have a couple of questions. The first one is where it says enrollment update. That may just be the printout of the PowerPoint. Those are fly-ins with the way the PowerPoint is designed. So when the graph was created, what you saw. Can you speak into the mic? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not understanding what you're saying. Oh. The way the graphs, so if you look at the slide now yeah. on the screen, yeah. then you should see data there where you see series one and series two. So that's just the way the printer printed it out. I, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean by that. I, don't, I, I see that there are two bars. What are they? What is series one and what is series two? I'm not saying I can't see it. I'm not saying I don't have the data. I'm saying there's no explanation as to what it is. I think that one of them represents the actual raw number and one represents the percentage. Represents what? The percentage next to it. So it's oh. not the best way to, to format it. Okay, we can talk about that later. I was wondering if we were, but it didn't make sense when I saw it. I mean, what, I, what it looked like it meant was kids who applied by last Friday and ones who have applied since then, but that doesn't make any sense. The next chart, so I would like to know eventually what that means. The next chart has the enrollment update current elementary and the bars are not next to the school names so can you just give us an updated version that actually tells us where the kids are coming from i, I appreciate the, the i appreciate the the um largest ones on the side and mm -hmm. we're glad to see that they're the schools we're targeting but this doesn't make sense this graph is not doesn't tell us it's not aligned absolutely so we can provide the spreadsheet that has all the data Thank you. Um, to make sure that it is aligned with the actual school okay that would be great um, I appreciate that and um, so I'm I'm gonna wait because I'm gonna want to ask some questions about the hiring so I don't want to first I want to hear what you have to say about that thank you oh actually I think I um, we, we moved that up to when I had asked the question about the hiring, so I think this is the appropriate time to ask about okay. the hiring. Well, what I want to know is um, if you can keep us apprised as to the who's in the pool. I don't mean the names of the people in the pool. I understand the privacy rights, and I don't want to know that. I want to know who's applying, who's getting, who's who's the and and I understand there's the, maybe a little technical. Um, <coughs> Uh, you know, somebody else is going to have to decide what kind of information is germane, really. But um, basically, teachers are applying just to work in SFUSD. They're the ones that get screened by HR, right? So while I would like to know, have some data about who is everybody in the pool, you know, gender, ethnicity, where they're coming from, and particularly since it's a, the transfer process is a little separate, I. 
as we heard here, I really want to know, I think we all really want to know who from the school district is interested in moving to Willie Brown. That would be important to know. But then I'd like to know some of those characteristics for the ones who are screened by HR and sent to you for interviews. Mm -hmm. So of the big group, who are we, who is somebody deciding might be a good match for Willie Brown? Um, then eventually, as we go along, we'll see who you actually hire and if they take the jobs and what kind of a group we think we get so that we can have a sense of uh, there are more than one group of people uh, funneling, you know, uh, making, getting a smaller and smaller group of people. And then I'd like along the way for us to have a sense of whether we think that's working and we are getting the right teachers, the ones that we, we would want, that have the experiences we want, et cetera. So I'd like to be kept in We can definitely follow up with the details. I just want to make it clear that um, while HR is helping us through the large pool, we actually have a specific posting just for Willie Brown as well. So people can go on and apply just to teach at Willie Brown. Okay, so it would be great to know yeah, how and, many of those there are and what their profile is and, exactly. and how many of them also... Applied to the larger pool. Right. Absolutely, we can follow up. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't see any other comments or questions. Um, so at this time, we are going to open up for public comment on this item. Is there any public comment on this item? Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. Um, so in terms of helping with further outreach, I assume it's for the second um, deadline uh, of enrollment for the second round of enrollment? Is that what we're doing, what the school district is recruiting for currently? We were asking for support to tap into your professional networks and market our school to staff, yeah. teachers, potential employees. Oh, I see. Okay. So you're looking, you're looking to recruit teachers. And is there a second deadline for enrollment for school? There yeah. is a second deadline. However, at this point, given the fact that we are, um, the data is not even all entered yet and we've already surpassed our goal, um, we're probably going to fill all of our seats in the first round. Great, great. Um, I assume that you also want, you have to wait for the students to accept as well, but you feel like there's a sufficient wait list that that's, that's not going to be an issue. Okay. Well, we're happy to do outreach um, to individuals that would be interested in teaching. Um, I do want to thank... Um, you all for the time in presenting to this because um, this committee has been following the development of the school for quite a while now and it was really exciting last year to get a real full and robust um, presentation on the actual construction of the school and what the physical elements of the school would look like to create an, a different and innovative learning environment around math and science and it was really really cool to see because we certainly don't have a school like that currently we're going to continue this topic um, throughout the year. Um, last uh, year in the fall, we did have a discussion okay. on the growing population here in San Francisco and what that means for the school district um, in terms of potentially um, opening new schools and new classrooms, which is a really nice and positive conversation to have because um, I know many of us were involved back in the early 2000s in discussions of closing schools, um, whether we were on the school board or not, had attended many meetings. And so it's really exciting to actually talk about 
um, hitting capacity at the kindergarten and first grade level and what it means to have SFUC address the growing population here in San Francisco, particularly in the district that I represent. Um, but we look forward to that, continuing that um, item as well. You know, I know our office and um, also members of this board have been really interested in the construction of a next school. Um, Mission Bay um, is one that we've talked about as well as the School of the Arts. Um, and so I think we want to continue having those discussions here um, at the City Select Committee. And um, finally, this is just really exciting um, to kind of envision what a new school looks like in the Bayview. And I really hope that a lot of our um, a lot of our families are excited about it. And hopefully, we can create a continuum with Mission Bay um, as well um, at the elementary level. And I look forward to the discussion of where our students are going to go at the high school level too. So that will be a continued discussion. Um, Supervisor Avalos. I just want to say thank you uh, for the presentation and clearly there's been a lot of work that's been put into creating uh, the new school and uh, it's it's very, very exciting uh, to see uh, the work and the experience you're coming, Mr. Hobson, and bringing uh, the school together uh, from scratch. I know you have a lot of support from the school district and the school board and I wish you all the luck and I could help with, you know, whatever networks I connected with uh, to help with your recruitment process. Commissioner Mendoza. Great. Thank you. And I just want to thank you both also so much and um, Ms. Gardner for all your support on this. This has been, um, you know, just a lot of work from the heart. And I, d I did want to note that we brought on staff a year before we're even opening the school, which I think makes a huge difference. And, um, and both of you have been out in the community in many places doing many things. And so we're really excited to see what will happen um, in the fall, which I think will be really positive. Um, I also, I just wanted to ask with regards to what you just asked of the supervisors, which is, um, you know, to tap into your network for, for teachers. Um, are we going to be doing, are we going to, it sounds like we're going to be doing uh, recruitment from within SFUSD first, so from our own pool, but are we doing uh, national search as well, or is this posted all over the country for people to come to, a way for people to come to San Francisco. That's question number one. And then secondly, besides teachers, what are some of the other positions that you're considering? So yes, we are sending out the post to national platforms like Career Builder, uh, Indeed, EdJoin is another one. Uh, my LinkedIn profile, <laughs> and you can post it through your LinkedIn profile as well. It's posted on the SFUSD HR portal, and I believe that HR just has that general protocol of making positions so open through all of those other uh, portals uh, nationwide. So we do have some interest from the Midwest and the East Coast and the South. Um, so uh, here is a list of positions to answer your second question. You have the eight classroom teachers, and then there's the assistant principal. We are hiring office staff. We, have, we also need a special education uh, teacher. The health care center will have to staff out. There's also security, custodians, and paraprofessionals. Great. Excellent. Thank you. And then I know one of the other things that we are wanting to do is to get um, more engagement with public-private partnerships. Um, especially as a art and tech school and, and really bringing in some of the industry. And so um, 
what are some of your thoughts around that as we walk away from this so that when we're out and about, we're thinking about who would be most appropriate to you know, invest in the school, support the school, uh, be champions? Currently, we, for the social emotional support and learning, especially around the restorative practices, we've partnered with peer resources to look at uh, ways that they can support us during those lab periods in the middle of the school day. Uh, we have the partnership with Stanford. Uh, in fact, we will attend the design thinking training in February uh, so that we, I'll let you answer that. For, uh, for the design thinking training, the PUC, Public Utilities Commission, is another agency that have been supporting us and looking at the resources that we need and what resources they can provide to support us, as well as DCYF. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Fewer. Um, yes. I just wanted to mention that I ho I'm hoping that we have an emphasis on hiring from within first I, and with, from within San Francisco. I think that this school is in an area where the personnel that we're looking for has to be very culturally sensitive to what's happening in the area and also to the students that they're teaching. Um, also, we have started a lot of initiatives in San Francisco that we've embraced wholeheartedly and restorative practice is one of them and RTI and also um, you know our strategic plan is equity focused and I think that we are rare among school districts around around that and really about our racial inequity that we're trying to um, balance out and so I think that hiring within most people are aware of that they know they know exactly what we're about you know and also in particular about these students who live in this area um, I think a great partner also for our summer programming could be AIM High. They serve a lot of our middle school students already. We don't have a summer school for middle school except AIM High. So I'd like to see us partner with them. And then, Joya, would you please be reminded to send an invitation to every supervisor um, when we cut the blue ribbon or red ribbon or gold ribbon or whatever ribbon color it is on Willie Brown because any time we build a new school for the children of San Francisco. It is celebration regardless of whatever district you live in. Thank you. Okay, uh, Commissioner Wentz. Um, I, I just wanted to say that uh, we, we still need to be doing outreach to students because we know that we don't, I mean, the fact that we have so many first choices is fantastic. That is something that I'm going to guess no school in the southeast part of town can say forever since we've had this choice system. And that is testament to everybody's work, notably yours. Um, but, you know, just like any college or anybody else, you, uh, I hate, I've always hated this term, but there's a yield, and you, you know, uh, we're pretty close to the number, so we're going to need more people. We're going to need people. We're going to need people, and we're going to be so happy to have people clamoring to get in but there are some kids who get in who are not going to come so we still have to do outreach and we particularly still have to do it because one of our issues is that this is a neighborhood where there's a high percentage of people who don't participate in the first round so we still need to be doing outreach to them and i'm volunteering i'll help <laughs> thank you great well i'm seeing no other f oh commissioner mendoza is that okay didn't turn 
Seeing no other um, comments or questions, um, congratulations. Uh, we look forward to working with you um, in preparation of the new school year in August. And please lean on us um, for support because we really do want this to be um, a successful venture for the school district. Um, so seeing, um, um, seeing no other items, can we take a motion to file um, this item? So we'll take that motion and we will do that without opposition. Madam Clerk, are there any other announcements? Uh, there are none other, uh, Madam Chair. Oh. Not today, that's it. I'm sorry. Thank you, Madam thank you. Clerk. Um, Commissioner Mendoza. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to thank Supervisor Avalos and Supervisor Farrell for um, your support on the committee. These are always really good conversations for us to share and to have. Um, and so I just wanted to thank you from the school board for your um, for sh showing up and participating and really um, sharing some of your ideas over the course of this last few months. So thank you. Yeah. Um, agreed. And they will not, uh, they will continue to be involved in the dialogue around schools and families, um, regardless of whether they sit on this committee. Um, I know Supervisor Avalos was super instrumental in the Children's Fund and public education enrichment con conversation, um, and that will continue to happen. And we look forward to hearing on the shared um, schoolyards um, project that Supervisor Farrell um, continues to uh, lead on the city end. So um, without further ado, um, our next meeting item will likely be on the pre-K hearing um, that uh, our office called in the fall, and we look forward to that conversation, particularly in light with the um, reauthorized Children's Fund and Public Education Enrichment Fund, um, and that will likely be in February. Commissioner Wins. Uh, we still have not had the hearing on the expansion of after-school program, so if we could do that yes. at one time. And we, and I... I we are I'm, happy to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to say when we should have it. We should ask um, yes. Associate Superintendent Truitt when they think would be the best. That time. would be great. Um, we do have that item on after-school for all, and we will make sure that we work with the school district to calendar that. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Meeting adjourned.